Bids are sealed. Dreams are being dashed. And some mighty big names are desperately seeking wins in the final week before Selection Sunday. This is Alan Caps. That's Mikey Watson. This is Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college gift! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, how you doing? A week from today, we will have passed daylight savings time, and it's going to be lighter later in the evening, and I fucking love it. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's all that's going on next week, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's all else. that's going on. That's nothing and, and, and frankly, screw you, because I'm one of the few people that hates this spring forward thing, because it's dark in the morning again. Yeah, eat shit. How about that? <laughs> all I know is this. All I know is this. Is that the last time some team was playing for their tournament lives, the, the, the first full week of March, they won big... Then they lost big, and it was such an embarrassment, they canceled the entire NCAA tournament the next day. <laughs> and we might as well do the same thing this year. Like, you know, why not, right? So, so what you're claiming is that the whole COVID pandemic thing was actually just a conspiracy to prevent North Carolina from embarrassing themselves. 100%. Why not? Swafford's got that kind of pull. Swafford's got, got pulled all over the place. That Carolina effect is, is big time. I think that was a little over the top. Just a little. I mean, look, John Swafford, you know, big man in high places once upon a time. Jim Delaney, big man in high places once upon a time. You know, they, you know, they conspire to get some shit done for, 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 the, for, for the university. It's good stuff. Did they also conspire to have it snow on the day of the Duke North Carolina game? That was totally an inside job. <laughs> Absolutely. They got pulls in Mother Nature all over the place. No, Carolina or no Carolina, we got a tournament next week. It's going to be interesting to see if, if, if the Tar Heels could somehow miraculously play themselves in. We'll talk about them later. We got 68 teams one way or the other six days from now. We'll be talking about them next week. Let's talk about some of those teams' paths to make the dance tonight where you want to start well let's start with the teams who have made the dance four championships have been crowned there are five teams guaranteed in tournament of course our favorite northeast conference has something to do with that but let's get to the four title games that have taken place look back into the old crystal ball i guess it wouldn't be the crystal ball be the wayback machine go back to saturday ohio valley Southeast Missouri State became the first Cinderella team of 2023 as a number five seed. They defeat Tennessee Tech 89-82 in overtime and punch the first ticket to the NCAA tournament. It wouldn't have been so dicey had they just missed the damn free throw at the end of regulation and made Tennessee Tech get a rebound and, and make a shot with with two seconds with not having a timeout. But hey, they... They made it easy for Tech to run a full-court play. They got a bucket, forced overtime. Didn't cost them. We've seen teams get kicked in the mouth like this before, and they fold in overtime. SEMO didn't do it. Southeast Missouri State rebounds in overtime, wins 89-82. Good stuff. On that uh, game-time basket, did you have a little bit of deja vu? Just a smidge. <laughs> that a really smidge. was Christian Leitner 2.0 right there. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, it was good stuff. I read that the coach of Tennessee Tech was actually on the floor for the Christian Leitner play. Really? Yeah. Who's, who's, who's coaching them? 
Uh, I knew you'd ask me that. You gotta, you gotta come I, with this I, stuff. I, I gotta come with the whole thing. I know, I know. Hang on one second here. Because now I'm trying to think of the five guys who were on the floor for that play. John Pelfrey. Pelfrey, that was, he was one of the guys. He was the guy that backed off Leitner, I think. It, it, was, it was him and Feldhaus were, were the two that were that were fronting Leitner. And, and one of them peeled off one of the, I think it was, I, 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 I think it was Pelfrey. So Southeast Missouri State in probably as a play-in team. That's where I have them right now. They need a couple of upsets to move them outside of that play-in and toward a real 16. I think they'd probably be a favorite, however. I have them playing Howard in one of the two play-ins right now. Okay. Sounds about right. By the way, uh, Moorhead State was the number one seed in the Ohio Valley, so they also were the first team to punch their ticket to the NIT. There you go. Now, technically, they weren't the first team to be guaranteed into the NCAA tournament. They were the first to punch a ticket, but not the first to be guaranteed because Fairlane Dickinson was in the process of winning their semifinal game during that overtime period. And because Mary Mack won the other Northeastern Conference semifinal and can't play in the NCAA tournament, Fairlane Dickinson became the first team that knew it was going to the NCAA tournament, even though they don't play their title game until Tuesday. FDU, the last the last 16 seed, and they're going to be a seven-point dog? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that one, too. Give me one I'm second com- here. I'm coming with it tonight, man. You are sharp. Let's see. According to Ken Palm, if they end up playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which is who I have them matched up against, they would probably be about an 11 and a half point dog. Oh, damn. Good Lord. There is a huge gap between Dickinson and a couple of seeds up on Corpus Christi. I, I think Dickinson would probably still be about a five or six point dog against the 67th team that gets into the NCAA tournament. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Which uh, it's, it's close. It's either right now Howard or Southeast Missouri state, but either one of them would be a solid five or six point favorite. It's a lot of points for the playing game. So then on Sunday we had three championships determined. The first one was the big South where Asheville survives Another upset attempt, this time by Campbell, 77-73. Asheville was down 14 with seven and a half to go. They finished the game up with a 7-0 run, and we're going to get to see Drew Pember in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Asheville earned it, that's for sure. Upstate gave them hell, down late to the Camels. Dogs turned around, pulled it out, so, so, so good on you, NCAA. Well, Pember had 29 in that game, but it was actually guard Tajon Jones who led that comeback. He had 16 in that final seven and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Including the three that gave Asheville their first lead with 59 seconds left. But for anybody who has not seen Drew Pember play, he's a senior, been around for a while, won't get drafted by the NBA. But truthfully, I think he's a kind of guy that can work his way through the summer league, play a couple years in the G League, might be able to find himself on the right NBA team. Always a good story when that happens. Oh, yeah. He's tall. He's skinny. He can shoot. He's actually pretty good on the defensive end, despite his lack of size, I lack of weight. He's 6'11", 215. Might be one of those guys, who knows, once he gets into an NBA locker room, finds a weight room, might be able to put on 20 pounds of muscle. Hello, hello Chet Holmgren. Yes, exactly. This is what Chet Holgram would look like if he'd stayed in college. Eat a few cheeseburgers. Some Many cheeseburgers. Steak. Hell, he's out there in Asheville. Hell, he gets a barbecue for God's sake. Jesus. There you go. Every time we talk about cheeseburgers in the NBA, it always reminds me. Many, many years ago, I was at a Sacramento Kings game when Chris Weber was dating Tyra Banks. Uh-huh. And we happened to be sitting across the court from Tyra so we could, like, see her the entire game. That woman did nothing but eat the entire damn game. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. In the Missouri Valley, Drake made quick and easy work of Bradley, 77-51. Yeah, that was a that was a shit kicking. Didn't quite see that coming. Especially with Bradley beating Drake last week, it was like, "Oh, well, okay." They got no Drake said, "No, we're not playing around whatsoever. We're going to come in here and kick crap out of you." Yeah, 41-21 at halftime, and I don't think Drake led by less than 20 any time in the second half. Oh, that blitz. Good Lord. I have them as a 12 seed. They could be dangerous. They beat Mississippi State on a neutral court early in the year. They're good enough to give give a five seed issues, whether that five seed is sleeping or not. I, they're not going to – if a five seed's out there, you know, shooting the lights out, it's like that. But an, a five seed having an average day, Drake could, Drake could push them. That would be a team from the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah, that, that's money on Drake for me. We'll talk. We'll talk about the Big Ten in a little while. I've oh got my some, god! I've got some thoughts on the Big Ten. <laughs> it finished just like we thought it would. Oh in, man! In the Atlantic Sun, another wonderful story upset. Kennesaw State defeats Liberty 67-66. First time to the dance. Really good story. They were down in the second half in their first round game, too. So it wasn't it wasn't an easy climb for Kennesaw State. They had to earn it, and they get to the line in the final seconds to uh, to win the game here and go to the tournament. Great, great story here. Boy, Terrell Burden waited until the very last second. I think they started that possession with 28 seconds left in the game. He waited until about four to make any kind of move got the shot off or was fouled while getting the shot off with 0.7 seconds left. Made the first three. Did it miss the second on purpose? I think so. And it was a smart move because Liberty had no chance to get exactly. the shot off. Exactly. You always got game awareness. I love it. They held the three-time Atlantic Sun Player of the Year, Darius McGee, to 14 points, 6 of 21 shooting, 0 for 11 from behind the arc. Wow. So Liberty, Bradley, Moorhead State, all NIT teams. But Liberty right now is number 47 in Ken Palm. They're 44 in the net rankings. Are you still thinking they have no shot in that large bid? No shot. They have no resume. That's the problem. But look at those numbers. I Grant, 0-3 quad one, one and two quad two. That quad two was Bradley in Mexico. Granted. They haven't played anybody, but they've chalked up a bunch of wins. Do do me a favor. Let's holler with the monkeys in the truck real fast. Pull up North Carolina's Ken Palm and net rating right now. I was just going to mention that. Carolina yeah. is two spots below Liberty. So are you telling me Carolina has no chance unless they win the ACC title? My gut tells me you are correct on that. However, however... They'll have three more shots. They have to to even have a shot at, at an at large. They got to get the ACC championship game, but they'll have a couple more spots, a couple more shots to get possible quad one wins between now and then. That's the difference. Yeah. That's here's true. the th- here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and, and, and I'll I'll say it about Carolina as much as I will Liberty right here, and it's the same thing that we bitch about every single November. When we're talking about the college football playoff and certain teams having one loss or in some cases even two losses being talked about getting into the in, into the playoff. Don't give me the metrics and all this crap. At some point, the scoreboard has to matter. At some point, you have to win some games that matter. And... Liberty and North Carolina ain't got those wins that matter right now. That's the problem. That's the deal. Fair enough. We'll just there cross we go. them both off the list right now. I'm, a, I'm, I'm shooting straight here, man. I, I, I have no delusions of grandeur. None. Whatsoever. Well, At as all. We, <laughs> as we record... There are two title games going on. Do you have either of them on at this moment? I do not. I'm in the back office of 60 or Senior South. We do not have the uh, the TVs running here right now. 
I'm watching the Sun Belt game at the moment. It is tied at 28. South Alabama and Louisiana. South Alabama, the number eight seed, knocked off Southern Miss 78-61 in the quarters. Then they beat James Madison in the semis. You called this on last week's show that you thought possibly none of the top four in the Sun Belt would make the final, and only one did. Let me tell you something. South South Alabama's the eight here. They are frisky. Look, if South Alabama could pull this game off, look out for South Alabama. They are they are super frisky. They do a lot of things well. They're a pain in the ass, and they can knock somebody off. And here, and and let me just throw this out. I'm going to slide this back out. Big picture here. The Sun Belt figured this whole realignment shit out. They fucking knocked it out of the park. Dead, 100%. They figured it out in football. Basketball has been tremendous this year. They are a conference on the way up. I love it. Yeah, we wondered what the football reset would do for the basketball uh, conference. But, man, they did. They gave us some very entertaining basketball this year. Be it South Alabama or Louisiana, they're going to have a tough out in the NCAA tournament. If I'm the athletic directors at all of the Sunbelt schools right now, I'm bouncing off the walls giddy right now. Just they have they have nailed it. And and I'll throw this out. I'll throw this out. Just keep an eye on the baseball front as well. I know it's off season for us, but I think the Sunbelt can make some noise in baseball too. Now what what do you say? What what do you mean when you say make some noise? Because I, I know the last few years the baseball tournament has been dominated by the SEC as well. I th- and that's one of the things. It's it's more it's even more regional than the NCAA basketball tournament is because you got your you've got your regionals, you've got your super regionals, and they are really 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 heavily geographic uh, geographic uh, bound there. So the Sun Belt teams are going to have to scrap with SEC teams, not just in the non conference schedule early on, but Sun Belt teams that can make it into. The, uh, the 64 team field will have to go to SEC sites and win games on the road to do it. And I think there, I think there will be, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but I think we're going to start to see some Sunbelt teams start trickling up through the ranks and knocking off favored teams and SEC regionals advancing to the super regionals. I think that's, that's the next step for the Sunbelt. I think it's going to happen. Is college baseball still at a point where one hot pitcher can drive a team or is hitting so much more the game in college baseball. It's it's college baseball. Super fun. It it is fantastic to follow throughout the spring. If the basketball season falls off, if you have two good arms, again, if you take care of business in your, in your regionals and super regionals, you can, you can kind of cruise a little bit, but you still, but it's, it's to the point now where, They've they fixed the schedules up where you do need some more pitching depth, especially if you drop a game in one of those regionals where now you've got to play double elimination. You got to beat the other team twice coming. You know if you make it out of the bottom, uh, it really really tests the test your bullpen. So uh, depth is depth's huge in college baseball more now than it ever has been, and the game itself is. I think I think college baseball is probably as strong right now as it's ever been. It's in a really good place right now. I might have to uh, take a watch on that. Sacramento State's got a decent program. Uh, There's and, some great teams out west and small teams as well. I, I think it's yeah, the Full, Fullerton, Long Beach. Oh, every year they're they're having wars. It's great. Bingo. And, and since it looks like the A's and the Giants are once again going to be awful, yeah, I, I'm going to need something to do by about oh. The middle of May, I figure. The NCAA baseball tournament is tremendous. I, I have really gotten into it the last few seasons, and it's it's really, really, really fun. When is the tournament? Usually, so- selection Monday is usually Memorial Day. Okay. So it'll be it'll be regionals the that first weekend after super regionals the weekend after that, and then the College World Series. Usually the first pitch of the of the the two uh, the two round robin tournament bit is usually the Saturday before Father's Day, and it runs through runs through that week through the weekend, and then the College World Series final is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the last week of June. Yeah, the the A's will definitely be out of the playoffs by then. 
Even even Benji agrees with that. Ben, ben, yeah, he he he's back there shooting too. It's he's, great. He's, how bad are the A's going to be? They're going to be barking like dogs. Exactly. The other game that's going on right now is the Southern Conference Championship. We have another underdog trying to get in. That'd be number seven Chattanooga against number one Furman. Right now, Furman putting the boots to Chattanooga thirty to mm. thirty to twenty one with about five minutes left in the first half. Chattanooga and Wofford upset the number two and three seeds, just destroyed that side of the bracket. And and then Chattanooga beat Wofford to get to the final, despite finishing the conference season at 7-11. and 11. Hey, that's why they play the games. The NCAA tournament doesn't start next week. It starts this week. So let, let, let's get that straight. Furman's a, Furman's a solid group. I, I they'll, they'll take care of Chattanooga. Good they one should. for the mocks, but it's, and, it's over. And and they, again, will be a team that nobody wants to see as yeah. their opponent in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So let's move ahead. Championships to come. On Tuesday, you've got the Colonial title. NC Wilmington and Hofstra, Charleston and Townsend. Those are the two semis that are being played today. The quarterfinals on Sunday were decided by an average of 25 and a quarter points. So we have the haves here. The have-nots have, have left the building, so we'll see what happens. i really like to see a Wilmington-Charleston rematch in the final after Charleston went up to Wilmington and beat them on the road back in January. That was a great game. I'd like to see the Seahawks get another shot at it. I think Charleston's the best team here, but I, I think Wilmington can push them. In the horizon, the top four teams are still alive. They also play in the semifinals today course what everybody wants to know out of the horizon league is detroit's antoine davis ended up three points short of pete maravich's all-time collegiate scoring record you couldn't have scripted it better right davis had a shot to tie the game and force overtime and tie the record all at the same time and missed the three with about six seconds left high drama in the horizon quarterfinals yeah, so Detroit finished the season at 14 and 19. It doesn't look like they're going to get a postseason bid, especially since I'm starting to hear rumors. Nothing is confirmed. It's like I heard it from my brother's mother-in-law's basketball coach's son's daughter that the basketball classic may be dead. Well, that's how they released the bracket last year, right? Same, same, same communication channel? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> It was too. It was too bad. I mean, Detroit was up with what three or four minutes left in that game. Oh yeah, and it was like they were trying. They were trying to get Davis the ball too much and force too much. And had they just kept playing their game the way it was, they would have had another game and Davis could have cruised to the record. But they got tight. They got worried. Youngstown outmedled them. And made the plays down the stretch to win the game. It was a very entertaining contest with the uh, with the shadow of the scoring record looming over it. The Northeast Conference plays their title game on Tuesday as well. We've already mentioned that win or lose, Fairlane Dickinson is in the NCAA tournament. This is some 1996 babyface heel Lex Luger tweener stuff. For Fairlane Dickinson getting the get the tournament day, uh, the tournament bid without winning the tournament. That's good. That's good stuff. Chicken shit heels. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about tournaments and NWA, WCW, then the basketball classic is, of course, the Jim Crockett Memorial Tag Team. <laughs> One team has three second round matches. Another team has a five from the first round to the third round. <laughs> That's great. In the summit. Number one, Oral Roberts, and number two, South Dakota State, advanced easily into the semifinals. However, Oral Roberts is being given quite a game right now by St. Thomas. It's 34-32 at halftime. Didn't see that one shaping up like that. I figure Oral will take care of him at some point. But, hey, you, you got to play 40 minutes. you got to earn it. And then in the West Coast, we're probably a day away from seeing a St. Mary's-Gonzaga rematch. However, first, it's USF against Gonzaga, and BYU against St. Mary's late tonight. Should be entertaining. I would, I would anticipate the favorites pulling, pulling those games out. 
But again, you got to play the games, not play it on paper. They played inside TV sets. I think everybody's hoping for the rubber match here. Oh, yes, definitely. As much as I'm a USF fan, I want to see a rubber match. Yeah. By the way, speaking of the University of San Francisco, on uh, Saturday night, they played Santa Clara. Because the BYU and Loyola Marymount game finished late, the USF Santa Clara game did not start until 9.48 p.m. Vegas time, then went double overtime. It didn't finish until 12.26 in the morning. Good God, that's 3.26 Eastern. Hope you didn't stay up for that one. Good Lord. Yeah, I didn't even make it through that. I went to about halftime and said, nope, I've had enough. The funny thing was, is USF and BYU are almost always number three and number four. This year, they were five and six, so they just go ahead and beat the three and four seeds in the tournament. Yeah, why not? Screw it. Then we get to Wednesday. In the big sky, here's probably the biggest upset we've seen so far. Number one, Eastern Washington, which was undefeated in conference until they lost their last two games, meaningless, was upset by 10-22 and 22 Northern mm. Arizona. Lumberjacks. Wow. That's Great why name, the- Oakland Fort hits the three <laughs> at the buzzer for that 81-80 win. Got you know they took Eastern Eastern took their foot off the gas into the season. It's like okay, whatever. Sometimes you you, you know you can't do that. You got to stay sharp. You know, keep the eye of the tiger, all that stuff. And uh, and it, and it got them. Northern Arizona, huge upset. And of course, that puts them on the list for the NIT. There you go. The NIT's list, not Chris Jericho's list. <laughs> Probably the last great thing that Chris Jericho did before he just became a doofus in the AEW. Yeah, probably you're probably right. Yeah, I think so. The Patriot is going to be Colgate and Cinderella Lafayette, the sixth seed, playing for the title game on Wednesday afternoon. You gotta feel like that's that's Colgate. Nobody it's else, all right? Colgate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it better be. We need Col- you always need Colgate in the NCAA tournament because they give some big name a good thirty five minutes before they just they, they, it's usually lack of depth is what what kills colgate they're going to give someone fits if they can get out of the patriot league here the problem is the bookies know it and colgate is usually just like a four or five point dog and then of course all the joes come in and they bet colgate regardless of the money by the time it tips off it's like a three-point spread there's no way you can bet colgate at that point and yet they'll hang on and they'll either lose by three or four or two yeah, sounds about right. In the Southland, I was watching this before we started recording. McNeese State was giving Nichols State a hell of a game as the uh, number nine seed. Nichols now up by one with about nine minutes left to play. McNeese State and New Orleans both upset their opponents in the opening round to get into the quarterfinals. So uh, we'll see what they can do today playing in the first of two days of quarterfinal matchups. It's going to be playing game no matter what out of there, right? Probably, because th- yeah. this is Texas A&M Corpus Christi's conference. They're the number one seed. They play tomorrow the uh, in the semifinals. And then finally, on Saturday, the last tournament that has already started, the American East is going to be Binghamton against Vermont. Oh, sorry, Bears, but uh, Binghamton, you ain't, you ain't got nothing for Vermont. I'm sorry. Catamounts, Catamounts big. Yeah, much like Colgate, we need Vermont in yep. the NCAA tournament. 2005. Sortie from the parking lot! All-time classic. I don't, I don't even remember who they... They beat Syracuse, I think. I think they beat Syracuse in that first-round game. The more I think about it, I think it was in Worcester, Massachusetts at the Centrum. Gus Johnson on the call. Vermont knocked off Syracuse. Good stuff. It's it always Michigan. good stuff. What was it? That had to be a good 10 years ago? 2005. 15 Five, years. Eight, oh, 18. 18 years ago. God, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. God, you bet old. I'm getting old with you now. That's the problem. <laughs> You're a man now. You're 40. Don't get too old. 
before you hit up our girl Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel because you need to be able to enjoy your next vacation. She will help you do that by laying out all the plans, taking care of all the details, checking the boxes, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, all that stuff. She's great. She's the master at it. All major cruise lines. You want to do Disney, Universal, all-inclusive? She is your girl. Tell her you heard about her, her here on 6th Year Senior. She'll give you $25 off your next trip discount. Custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew. All that stuff. She takes care of all of it. Trust me. She is the best. We'll plan your next vacation, and it will be amazing. WP Magic Journeys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that social media stuff. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories. We're going to make some memories this week. Let's do it. I'm always impressed when you can get that mouthful done without screwing it up. Tell her you heard about her here. That's a lot of H's, man. That's some Jim Cornette shit right there. <laughs> Not even coming up for air. Let's get to the tournaments that have yet to start. Tomorrow. Damn, we got what, one, two, three, four, five big ones starting. Let's go alphabetically. Atlantic 10, Virginia Commonwealth is your number one seed. They've won their last six in a row. Dayton, Fordham, who we talked about last week, and St. Louis are your two through four seeds. One bid league, right? There's nobody stealing. There's nobody, you know, stealing a, an automatic bid here, right? Well, I, it's, if you don't think Liberty has a shot at 40, uh, what did I say, 47, 46? Something like that, yeah. The highest ranked Ken Palm team is Dayton at 73. So I, I don't know how anybody is getting in. It yeah, it ain't, ha- it ain't happening. It's a disappointing year for the A-10. I'd love to see Fordham get in. God knows the last time they were in the, in the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Fordham's the best story here if they can pull one out. Next is the ACC tournament. And before we get to the tournament seeding, we have to talk about earlier in the week, Notre Dame on their last home <laughs> game from Mike Bray upsets Pittsburgh. Bray calls it before the game. Before the, the day said, before the game. The day before the game. He said he was going to the local pub, the linebacker, that night. And, quote, there's no curfew. Then the Irish go and upset Pittsburgh. That ultimately knocked Pittsburgh out of the double bye in the ACC tournament. Well, that and losing to Miami on the final night, but yes. Yeah, but yeah, had, yeah, had, they, had they been able to take care of business against lowly Notre Dame, they would have been they would have been okay. But you can't, you know, it's, it's one thing to lose to the league leader. It's one thing, another thing to lose to freaking Notre Dame. When uh when the coach is more more focused on going out and uh and getting lit after the game, but that's what he did, and the videos came out. Bray was awesome. Bray was fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Mike Bray was trending on Twitter. It was awesome. All the videos were out. He was going up to folks. Just he 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 owned the night. It was absolutely fantastic. The only thing I missed about that was I by Saturday I totally forgot about it. Clemson could have been a 20-point favorite, and I would have bet them against Notre Dame had I remembered. And sure enough, the Tigers just walloped the Irish. They had no reason to be in that final game on the road after upsetting Pittsburgh in midweek. No, and they're, and they're not going to do a damn thing in the ACC tournament either. They are no threat whatsoever. It's over. Oh, they're, you don't think? I, I think I think they get up one more time and at least upset Virginia Tech. Oh, you think so? I, yeah. I don't see it. I don't, I don't think they got anything left. I mean, Virginia Tech's probably the worst opponent they could have in that first round, but if anybody can knock off the Hokies, it would be Notre Dame playing for Mike Bray. Fair enough. We'll agree to disagree, but fair enough. On the top end of the ACC, Miami of Florida wins it, or at least a piece, with Virginia with that victory over Pittsburgh. You're right. Pittsburgh could have shared the title even with a win, but they drop all the way down to number five and they lose that double bye. Jeff Capel, hell of, hell of a run this year with Pitt. Probably deserved a little bit better of a hand there at the very end. But hey, you can't lose. You can't lose Notre Dame if you want to win the league. Sorry, that's that's the rules here, and uh, is what it is. Pitt falls to the five seed. They're playing Wednesday. All right, I, remember what I told you about 30 minutes ago? How I said, you know, no doubt, no question whatsoever, it's, it's, it's over? Yes. Have we have we taken a, look, a good look at Carolina's draw in the bottom half of that bracket? 
Yes, I have, and it's very I'm, manageable. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, that being said, could they do the J-O-B Wednesday night to Boston College before anything even gets on the road? 100%. We're asking North Carolina to win four games in a row when they haven't won four games in the last 40 days. What are the odds they're going to win four nights in a row? It ain't high. I'll say that much. It should be. They got more talent than everybody else on the bottom half of that bracket. And in all actuality, probably the top half as well. But it ain't come together. And they've got one more shot. And I'm not even sure that getting getting to Saturday night in Greensboro is going to be enough for the Tar Heels. But I'll love to watch them try. It should be a great atmosphere in Greensboro. As it always is when the ACC tournament is, uh, is back home. Here's the gig, though. There isn't a team in the ACC that has any kind of consistency. It would no. not shock me if Louisville won this damn tournament. It would shock me if Louisville won the tournament. That's about <laughs> the only team. That would shock me. Uh, I, hey, all I want, I want, I want Virginia, I want NC State, and I want either Duke or Pitt in the final. Can you believe that? I want, I want Pitt as much as I want Duke in the ACC tournament final. What sort of bizarro world are we living in right now? That a Carolina fan wants to play Pitt as bad as they want to play Duke. Two teams that swept them this year. It's absolutely bonkers. ACC's ridiculous. And, and I'll say, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but there will be more ACC teams left in the regional finals of the NCAA tournament than there will Big Ten teams. I'm saying it right now. Oh, oh, that that's an interesting one. It but might be know, one I, to I zero, but you. there's going to be more. I might agree with you. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, uh, you whispered something in last week's show about a certain team. You know who's favored to win the ACC tournament? It's it's that school up the road, I know. It's crazy. The number four seed, Duke, is plus 280 to win the ACC tournament, according to William Hill. The hell is going on when the number four seed is not just a favorite, but I mean, I, I think everybody else is at least four to one. I'll just say this, and, and having watched, I've watched more Duke in the past month or so than I had at the beginning of the season. I, I will, I will, and one, it's, it's weird. I just don't hate Duke like I used to. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it is different with Shire. It really is. I still don't like the. I, I still don't like them, but I, 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 it's easier to respect them a little bit more. They play really good defense, and that's why Carolina had problems. It was the same game. They played the same game in Durham as they played in Chapel Hill. Duke's defense is big. They're long. They get in people's way, and they are very disciplined. And I that travels. Defense travels. If your shot's not falling, you can rely on steady defense. And Duke has played great defense for the past six weeks. I, I, I just think that raises their floor more than everybody else is in the league. And Virginia's included to the point where just the, the wild inconsistencies of everybody in the league that like you were just talking about, I think it gives Duke that little extra edge because th- their defense will keep them in more games than any uh, than anybody else in the league. So what you're put, saying is throw some money on Duke at plus 280. If I were to put some money on the ACC tournament, I probably would play the Dukies. I hate saying it. And if and if we were going to put some money on who that one team is that's that's not a Big Ten team to make the regional final, might be the Dukies. Depending on the draw, of course. It's all about the draw. Well, we'll the get there next right week. There. I, I can see Duke either winning the tournament or losing in their first game to Pittsburgh. Sure. Oh, absolutely. That if, if, if it's Pitt and Duke, that's a fantastic, fantastic quarterfinal game. Sign me up for that. Yeah, I, I just I, I, I just don't get the ACC. But it's going to be highly entertaining. Look, look, if it's Duke and Pitt, look. Capel was once upon a time the chosen one, and it didn't happen. And Shire wound up getting the job. Capel's got a chip on his shoulder. He keeps a chip on his shoulder. I'll just say that. He is just just ornery all the time. So is his brother, uh, assistant coach Jason. That will be super fun if Duke and Pitt square off in the quarters, which I think they will. All right, let's go out west. Big West. UC Irvine wins the regular season title. 
Santa Barbara, Riverside, Fullerton, that's your top four. Hawaii is your five. UC Davis snuck in as six, which means Long Beach State, which had that great midseason run, is number seven, assuming they get by their opening round matchup against Cal Poly. Long Beach and Santa Barbara in a second round matchup that's going to be wonderful. Big West is going to be a really good tournament this year. Really, really good basketball out there. There's six teams that can win that tournament. I'm throwing UC Davis out. I'm putting Long Beach in. But there's six teams that can win this. That's fair. I can yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's wide open. Metro Atlantic, Iona Cruz the number one seed. They're four games better than number two Ryder. Truthfully, I'm going to be shocked if anybody other than Iona wins this. Yeah, I agree with that. We need Rick Pitino in the tournament. Let's be real. That's very true. Uh, aside from Iona being good, we need Rick Pitino. Yep. Against Louisville, who shockingly wins the ACC title. Gets <laughs> Kentucky, maybe. <laughs> you know, that'd be like a, that'd be a, a, a 12 seed play in. Yeah, could be. Iona and Louisville. No, because I, I, I know they don't put automatic qualifiers in Dayton. But wouldn't that be fun? Iona and Louisville in Dayton. Rick Patino against his old school. Be hilarious. In the whack. Remember, this is the conference that decided to use Ken Palm rankings, or at least formulation, to decide their seeding. 14-4 and four, Sam Houston State is the number one seed over 15-3 and three, Utah Valley. We talked about this when they rolled this plan out, and I don't remember what my opinion was at the time. You, you said I know you wanted I... to see how it worked. Okay, I want to see how, okay. I've, now that I'm thinking about it, remember that rant I had a little while ago about, hey, the scoreboard's got to matter? Well, the scoreboard's kind of got to matter. I, I'm pissed if I'm Utah Valley. I think I am, but at the same time, I might have been pissed if I was Sam Houston State and didn't get the number one seed because I played a much harder schedule. Yeah, whatever. Let, let's let it play out, see what happens. I know the idea is that, okay, we're going to reward the best overall team of the conference with the easiest road to win the conference so we can knock somebody off in the NCAA tournament. So if that's what we're going for here, let's let's do it. Let's see. You know, actually, if there was one team that should be pissed, I think it's Stephen F. Austin. They were in a three-way tie with Seattle and Grand Canyon on four through six. Austin had a two-and-one record against those schools, yet still got the number six seed. Yeah, I can see Austin be a little pissed off about that. Of course, you know, if you're pissed off, just beat the teams. There you who go, you're exactly. pissed off about. On Wednesday, the Big 12 starts up. Yeah, let's get into it. Well, before we get there, we got to talk about Texas Tech. For the second oh, time this year, a Big 12 school has suspended its head coach. This time, Mark Adams for quoting some inappropriate Bible verses toward his players. When I first read this, I thought it was overblown. And then I realized what he was trying to say. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. You know, dude, you really could have picked a better example. He was trying to get his player to be more receptive to coaching by quoting a Bible verse about slaves serving their masters. Jesus Christ! Come on! Yeah. Ridiculous. But, you know, at least there weren't guns involved. No kidding. Good that we grief. know of. Yes. And actually, since we're talking about suspensions as well, Iowa State dumped Caleb Grill and then promptly uh, won their next game. That might be addition by subtraction there, it sounds like. Yeah, about four months too late, he roasted Carolina out in Portland. Hey, if they would have suspended him, you know, months ago, maybe Carolina's season goes different. Who the hell knows? So Kansas won the Big 12. They even had room to spare to lose to number two Texas on Saturday. Did you not see that coming? With absolutely no reason to play, Kansas can't beat Texas on the road. Shocking. Yep. Yeah, stunner, I know. Kansas State is your number three. And for getting the number three seed... All they have in the first round is TCU. Good grief. I'll bet you there'll be a dog in that game. Oh, you're probably right. Neutral point. Point and a half? Yeah. Baylor's your four. They go up against Iowa State in the first round. 
And then, of course, your opening round is Texas Tech and West Virginia with the winner to face Kansas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State winner to face Texas. Can any of those four teams go one and one and get into the NCAA tournament? I actually, my gut tells me no, which is crazy because that tells me that you're probably only getting six in from the Big 12, which that doesn't make sense. You think even a 19 and 14 West Virginia team? I'm not sure. That'd be your best record. I don't see it. The the, the problem is we all know the Big 12 is, again, the the win's got to matter. Big Ten's going to get in more teams, like at least two more teams in the Big Twelve, and 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 it's going to be a, a shit show. I I, I I don't get it, but yeah, I I, I I'm not sure Virginia uh, West Virginia gets in at nineteen and fourteen. The one I'm interested about is Texas Tech at seventeen and sixteen. They've got a shot. They've been playing pretty well of late, and if you take into account you know last ten and all that and Big Twelve. I think there's a chance that Texas Tech could do it. I think West Virginia can do it as well. The other two, mm, not so sure. Oklahoma State, yeah. 18 and 15, not seeing it. No, not at all. Of course, if any of them can go 2-0, and oh, moot point, they're in. Yep. And that means, of course, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, who beat Alabama, is probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, they'd have to beat Texas just to have a, a, a winning record. Yep. The margins are small this year. The margins are small. Those first two days are going to be intense in the Big 12. After that, everybody's in. But those first two days, especially that 1-8 and 2-7 game, or, you know, whatever it happens to be. uh, Yeah. Those are going to be huge. Live update from Congress Heights. UNC Wilmington misses at the buzzer. They're going to overtime with Hofstra. Oh, my. And since we are giving updates, South Alabama up by four with about 16 minutes to play. Furman up by about five, just starting the second half. There we go. Bids on the line. Tournament on a pole. Good stuff. Better than a pinata on a pole. (laughs) Judy Bagwell on a pole. (laughs) Sombrero on a pole. Do you remember that? Oh, good (laughs) God. Starcade 85, right? You got it. How the yeah. hell is Abdul the Butcher going <laughs> to climb a pole? Come on. Oh, man. Ridiculous. In the Big East, Marquette, Xavier, Creighton, Connecticut are your top four seeds. That means Providence at five plays UConn in the first round. And Villanova, your sixth seed, has to play on opening day against Georgetown. Nova's been hot. Nova's been hot lately. They're on a roll. Can they can they knock somebody off? That's gonna be the question. So same question as in the Big Twelve. Can Villanova go one and one, finishing seventeen and sixteen, and get in? Seventeen and sixteen does not get you in. I'm sorry. It doesn't do it. So they, they'll have they, to they get Creighton in. They're gonna have to beat somebody else, yeah. E- even when you factor in the Justin Moore scenario. And because I mean, you know, the NCAA is always taking into account injuries, but usually it's an injury to a player at the end of the season rather yeah. than an injury to a player who missed the first 20 games of the season. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I just don't see it. Results going to matter at some point. What about Seton Hall at 17 and 14? They play on opening day. Do they also need to beat Xavier? I think they do. The margins are so thin that I, I just, to feel comfortable, you're going to need to get another win somewhere. I would say the Hall's going to get two. I like the top of Big East, though. The, the The more the season went along, the more impressed I got with more, a, a particularly Marquette, Creighton, and, and even UConn. UConn struggled in January, but they've, they've turned a corner here recently. Um, I, I think my my disdain for the Big Ten may may benefit the Big East in my bracket projections. <laughs> That's my guess. Well, I'm torn because right now I'm rooting for Villanova to make their way in with this late surge. But that means yeah. they're going to have to beat Creighton, who is, of course, one of my favorite teams, thanks to, uh, well, what is that, that's 50-1 to 1 on the NCAA tournament uh, Fuck. puzzle? Fuck Creighton. I don't care what odds you got them at. I don't care. I wore a Kansas sticker to the 
second round game last year because Kansas was playing Creighton. You think I wanted to cheer for Kansas? Come on. (laughs) That's on you, man. (laughs) It's on you when Creighton doesn't cash out for you. So let's head to the Big Ten. Oh, God, do we have to? (laughs) Well, before we get to the tournament, we do need to look at one game, actually two, involving Rutgers. Minnesota beats Rutgers in midweek on a late three that was clearly before the buzzer. But for some reason, the referees took 11 minutes to confirm the shot. That was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So stupid. No clue what happened there. No. Then, poor Rutgers, playing in the final game of the Big Ten season, could have moved all the way up to, I think, fourth or fifth with a win over Northwestern. Instead, falls all the way to nine by losing. Northwestern walked into the game knowing they would be either the second seed or the ninth seed. <laughs> That's how ridiculous the Big Ten was this year. Maryland had a shot at finishing second and lost. Iowa had a shot at finishing second and lost. Indiana beat Michigan in overtime to get into that tie for second place. Of course, they did it in such a Big Ten way where the Michigan State guard threw the ball into the back of Hunter Dickinson on the last play of the game. Ridiculous. I, I saw a stat today. I believe I do not believe this is this is inaccurate. Michigan has lost, I believe it was eight games this season, where they had a greater than eighty five percent win probability in the second half. Oh man. Seven of them were and seven of them were quad one games. Just leaving it on the table. Yeah. The Big Ten is just screwed up beyond belief. You're telling me Northwestern's a two seed. Northwestern's a two seed. Michigan State's a four. Rutgers is a nine. And and just like just like Louisville winning the ACC tournament. If they don't, North Carolina will. Okay. Number thirteen, Ohio State. Has to play on opening night against Wisconsin. Then they get Iowa and then Michigan State. Tell me that's not doable. It's doable. Except that Ohio State's done nothing for the last 40 days. Just like Carolina. Which makes it the perfect reason why they can do it now. It's the Big Ten. Come on. Anything can happen. Anything can happen at the Big Ten Conference. Don't say that too loud because... They'll find a way for Minnesota to win the damn title. Good lord! Absolutely. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we might. We might have to look out for bid stealers out of the Big Ten. Good lord! That's well. I don't know because they all might get in regardless. I mean, who, so get, who like, do ten you teams think in would the steal a bid that isn't already in it? Ohio State. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have a point there. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get. They're gonna get eleven teams in. They're going to have Purdue on the one or two line. And then they're going to have nine teams between a seven seed and an 11 seed. That's what it's going to happen. If the NCAA would allow it, they should have a Big Ten matchup in Dayton. Hell, both really of should. the play-in games at 11 or 12 should be they should. teams. They should. 100%. That way we can get rid of two of them immediately. Uh, yeah, it's I'm on Purdue. I, I, it's I, on I, Purdue because I, I, I would not be shocked if the entire Big Ten, except for Purdue, was out by Saturday morning. Oh, hell. I I'm dead Purdue serious. Per, and Purdue could lose, too. I don't think Purdue's going to lose a 215 game or, or a 116, but it could happen. I'm, I'm really, really interested to see what the conference win total is for the Big Ten. If it's more than about yeah. five or six I'm betting the other. Oh, 100%. No, what? Don't put it at like four and a half. You fuckers. Come on. Purdue gets to the Final Four and you need one other team to win one freaking game. (laughs) Somebody win the the, the Big Ten team in the play-in game wins the play-in game. Only one team, only one conference team wins in the wins a game in the in in, in the big in the big bracket and and it busts the bust the total. 
Uh, that, yeah, that, that sounds about right. There you go. In Conference USA, Florida Atlantic, 28-3, and three, and the number one seed. Can Florida Atlantic get in as an at-large if they happen to not win the Conference USA tournament? Possible. I think it's possible. Not likely, but possible. Because there's a team that I think they need to watch out for. It's the number two seed, North Texas. They've yeah. won 10 of their last 11. They are Virginia 2.0. Slowest That's... team in the nation. Incredible defense. They're going to bore you into submission. Remind me to make a note not to turn on the FAU North Texas title game. Well, uh, no, Florida Atlantic can at least play with a little bit of pace. The question is whether North Texas will let them. God, I need less Virginia in my life, I promise. In the Mideastern Athletic Conference, Howard beat Norfolk State on the weekend by 20 to grab the mm. number one seed. That dropped Norfolk all the way down to number three and forced them to play a day later because the one and two seeds play early and get a day's rest. Ah, they, they do that gimmick. Don't sleep on NC Central here. Lavelle Moton, always doing business there at uh, NCCU. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Howard's got to be the favorite here, though. Hey, if you had the choice, say it was you know, tournament seeding roulette, and you had the choice between playing a day early and getting rest or playing a day later and having to play one fewer game, which would you do? I'd rather play one fewer game is the ideal. Damn the rest. One fewer games, one fewer game. I think I agree with you, although that day of rest is mighty good because it also means you get to scout your opponent. Yeah, that's fair. Also may depend on my roster, too. If I'm only running six guys, the rest is more important. That's very true. If I'm going eight or nine deep, that's different. In the Mountain West, San Diego State won a very competitive conference by two games over Boise State and Utah State. Boise, Utah will be the two and three seeds. They'll probably end up facing each other once again in what's been a yep. great rivalry. Yep. Nevada gets the four. They face upstart San Jose State. Should be a good one out in the Mountain West. It's been good, good league all year long. They rebounded, rebounded quite nicely after last year's uh, disappointment in the uh, NCAA's. Was wondering how they'd be, you know, perceived this year, and I think it's, I think it's been okay, not quite as well as last year, but I, I don't think the top of the conference is quite as good as last year. Still good, not as good as last year. We'll see if anybody's got anything for the Aztecs. They've been good. Also, you gotta watch number six New Mexico and number seven UNLV. They have the talent to be able to beat anybody, but they're gonna have to play on opening night. Yep. In the Pac-12, UCLA is your number one seed, although they've got an injury scare. Their small forward, Jalen Clark, left Saturday's game with a leg injury, came back on crutches, was supposed to get an MRI. Haven't heard anything back on that yet. Yeah, we're going to need to see something on that because UCLA has played themselves into a, into a top NCAA seed here. But if they don't have Clark full strength, that could, uh, that could be a problem. Arizona and USC are the two and three seeds. Somehow the Oregon Ducks are number four. And frankly, I think the tournament is set up for them to lose in the opening round and mm. finally get knocked out of NCAA contention. Watch, Once and for all. Watch Please. out for Washington State. Wow. Big boy statements. Cougs, do they got anything? We'll see what happens. Now, the only way they're going to get into the tournament is to win the Pac-12 tournament. I don't think they can do that, but I think they can beat Oregon. Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Meanwhile, Arizona State is number, your number six. Uh, they're going to have to take their third shot at USC. Doubt that's going to happen. Utah also out as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. I, I'm totally with you on that. In the SEC, Tennessee not only loses their point guard, Zakir Ziegler, to a torn ACL, non-contact injury, but they end up dropping all the way down to Five in the SEC tournament. Didn't see that coming for uh, for the Vols there, but they're in a little bit of a free fall right now. I've been pegging Tennessee as the two seed to bet, to bet against in the second round for three months, and I'm not sure they're going to even get the two seed. I don't even know if they'll be a three seed at this point. Uh, we'll see what the Vols got. I have no idea. 
Yeah, that's tough for a team that has a hard time scoring to lose its top playmaker. Yep. Unless somebody can come off the bench that they don't know about and give them some kind of surge, I think the Vols are definitely a first-round upset just waiting to happen. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. Vanderbilt kept winning, but they've lost center Liam Robbins. They won the finale against Mississippi State. That might be Patrick Ewing factor. I fear that Vandy may end up losing quickly in the SEC tournament, number six seed. I hope not, because Vandy has been a great story here over the past six weeks or so. After being just completely embarrassed by Alabama in that one blowout, they have been fantastic as of late. Stackhouse has really got the troops to buy in there, and I'm curious to see what they can do in the SEC tournament. Hopefully Hopefully they can make a run. And then while Alabama is your number one seed, Texas A&M did beat them on the weekend in a game that really didn't matter. So once again, we look at Texas A&M, they keep winning, but are they any good? We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I know the game didn't mean anything to Alabama and, and A&M, you know, you, you beat Alabama this year. That's a, that's something to write home about. Alabama has not been the same since the Brandon Miller news came out. They have been clearly a step behind what they had been doing. Yeah, I know we were talking a few weeks ago how they, they'd been averaging 25-point win margin or whatever it was in conference. No longer. They have struggled over the past two weeks to close uh, to close out and, and even stay in games. You know, they, they needed you know, 17 points to, to come back against Auburn. They needed to come back last week against whoever they played. Couldn't, couldn't do that against A&M over the weekend. Curious to see how Bama responds in the SEC tournament this week. Back-to-back-to-back games. We'll see if they can get up three days in a row for it. Or are they just on cruise control trying to get to the tournament? I almost feels like Bama peaked peaked a month too early. You know, it could be, or it could be that they've just determined they don't need to be up yeah. yet. Probably won't find out until about the third round of the NCAA tournament. We'll see. It will be interesting. Missouri, by the way, snuck in to get the number four seed. That's where where the hell has Missouri on. been all year? I don't know. By the way, breaking news, McNeese State now 11-22 and 22 because they just defeated number four Nichols State in the Southland. They are going into the semifinals tomorrow against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Mm, there you go. Cinderella alert. Absolutely. Update on our earlier update, too. It's a final in D.C. Wilmington beats Hofstra 79-73 in overtime. There's half of your dream matchup. In the SWAC, Alcorn State owns the tiebreaker over Grambling State for the number one seed. They both get first day games and a day of rest before the semifinals. There we go. And then finally, on Thursday, the American and the MAC start up. In the American, of course, it's all about Houston. And can anybody stop them? Memphis gave them a very good shot, but Jamal Sheed hits a jumper with less than a second left in the lane. To prevent an upset, that play felt like a little bit of a, a little bit of a fire drill, and uh, he turned around about the free throw line and, uh, and and knocked it in on the road, big time environment, big time atmosphere. Houston wasn't Houston wasn't scared, so Houston continues to just quietly impress and take care of their business, and they are lined up to be. You said it last week, maybe the favorite to win the tournament this year. We'll see. And again. Vegas says they're the favorite. We don't know what the NCAA committee thinks, and I'd find it hard to believe that they will put a non-major conference team as the number one seed overall. But if they do, I will applaud them. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. But it feels like Houston's, I think they're a lock for for a one seed. Oh, a one seed, yes. Yeah. They can they can lose first round of the American and they're and they're they're top seed in one of the regions. So, I think if Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament, that will be the reason that the NCAA committee gives Purdue the number one overall seed. Won't make any sense, but I'll bet you that's what they do. It'd be interesting to see what happens if Purdue, Bama, UCLA, and Kansas all win their tournaments. They'll make Houston a two seed. That wouldn't surprise me. I don't think I, I don't think that would happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. Why? 
because those four teams all have photos of Baby Doll with the committee members. <laughs> In the MAC, Toledo is your number one seed. Kent, number two. Akron, number three. It's probably going to come down to those three teams, which means Toledo gets to watch Kent and Akron beat the hell out of yep. each other before the final. Which that you know that's that, that makes the Rockets' favorite by default. So. Eastern Michigan, by the way, loses its last two games. So no Amani Bates. What a weird saga. You think he'll stick around for another year? No, I don't. He's gone. Will he get drafted? Somebody will take a flyer on him in the second round. Maybe even late first. We'll see. Oh, dear God. It could be the Warriors. Could be. You're right. I don't know if I want him. Don't know if I want to deal with that kind of... Especially uh-huh. especially if Dre's not on the team next year, and there's talk that he won't be. They, I, who, who, who's going to contain Amani Bates? Dre could. You can't stop Amani Bates. You can only have to contain him. <laughs> Maybe Iggy could. Maybe. Might listen to Iggy. Don't draft Amani Bates. Just don't draft him. You really shouldn't. Finally, on Saturday, the Ivy kicks off and then completes on Sunday. Princeton beat Penn for the number two seed. Yale beat Brown, which made them the number one seed, plus brought Cornell in as the number four. I got nothing on the Ivy. Semis are going to be what it is, and it's going to be, you know, hell, I don't fucking know. I, I, is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it Yale or Princeton? Is it, it's Yale, right? Kind of feel like Yale. Oh, okay, Yale split with Cornell. So, I mean, Cornell's got a fighting chance. I've liked it's, Cornell I, I think it's from wide the start open. of the season. I'm sticking with it. All right, there you go. I got nothing. Well, that's everything. We've gone through every conference, and now it's just a matter of letting it all play out until Selection Sunday. And as we've noted last week or a couple weeks ago, who knows? We're not going to be coming to you on Sunday night like we usually do. It'll be Monday as soon as we can get it on the air. But you will have the 60-year seniors breakdown of the NCAA tournament and every other tournament that's going to be going on or not going on by Monday evening. Every other tournament that, that submits its bracket by fax, by smoke signals, <laughs> all that stuff. It's going, to be, it's going to be good. I have nothing else for the listening audience. Send tonight. us home. Follow this one. For Hawk, for Animal, for Dusty, for Nikita, and for Sting and the Total Package Lex Luger. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. What do I say after that? I don't remember what I say. We'll be back next week (laughs) to talk about the NCAA tournament field in its entirety. 68 teams, all that crap, and all that other stuff, too, right here on 60 Seniors.